I'm Jenica. And I'm Matthew. And And you're you're listening listening to Through the Grapevine, where we talk with students, teachers, and PUC alumni about their experiences, insight, and stories. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the author. They do not reflect the views or opinions of Pacific Union College. Enjoy! Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm your host, Matthew. And I'm Jenica. And I hope you guys all had a great spring break. This is our second official episode. And um, we're just excited to get right into it. Our special guest today is Deanna Cordes. Deanna, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Again, my name is Deanna Cordes. I graduated from Pacific Union College in 2004 with a degree in exercise science with an emphasis in commercial fitness management. A little backstory on me, I was born and raised in Angwin. I went to PUC Elementary, PUC Prep, PUC. So Angwin is my home and I've never known Angwin without PUC. My parents graduated from PUC, they met here. My dad has lived in Angwin his whole life. So we have some roots here and um, I just love Angwin and love PUC. I love that. So you're a PC like native here. You went to prep too, right? Correct. So you've literally been here your whole life. Yeah, all but four years. All but four years where you were in Irvine, right? Correct. Awesome. Yeah. So you said you got your degree in, can you say that again? Exercise science with an emphasis in commercial fitness management. So what does that like entail? So that entails kind of if you wanted to own a gym or run a gym or own your own business like be a personal trainer do they still have that degree at pc i don't think so no i think, I think we have exercise science but we don't have oh, the emphasis. the emphasis and then you guys have kinesiology yeah now, we do so. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so yeah. fascinating so, so what like interested you in that what made you want to pursue major. that degree yeah major in that oh major in that. yeah so i growing up was a total tomboy i was I had short hair. I played sports with the boys at recess. I didn't really play with the girls doing mm-hmm. those things. I have two sisters, and they wanted to play Barbies, and I was like, eh, whatever. Um, I wasn't really interested in that. We all had boy neighbors growing up, so we had just inundated with boy stuff. Like so we were riding bikes, riding bikes, riding quads, swimming in the pool, playing cars like on tracks and stuff. So I... Grew up playing sports, and I was a natural athlete. I played um, volleyball in high school, mm-hmm. and I played basketball my freshman year of varsity, but that was, I don't love basketball. I don't even like basketball. You played basketball here at PC? No, oh, at in, prep. In mm-hmm. so, I was to say, she was yeah. a PC athlete. Well, no. You didn't join any sports at PC? None. Oh, I know. Right? Shoulda, coulda, woulda. I know. I just, I didn't. I had my other scholarships, and I didn't oh, even okay. think of pursuing a, an athletic yeah. If you were to have played sports at PC, what would you have played? I probably would have played volleyball. Mm. I had played volleyball in Before. high school. That's like your most familiar yeah. sport. And I'm not necessarily a cross-country runner. No. I'm not. <laughs> they didn't have soccer at the time. And I don't love basketball. <laughs> so so then once... Whatever. So you like being active. You like playing around outside, mm-hmm. exercising. So... Did you 
like you just were like, I just want to learn more about that in college? Yeah. So I started working out was when I was in high school at 16. I started using the weight room mm-hmm. at PUC, and it's similar to what it is now. <laughs> I mean, there have been some ancient, ancient. some uh, expansions. There used to be about hallway all the way through, so the weight room was just on that one side, and then you'd have to go through the hallway and go to that other oh. room. Oh, like there was like a wall yeah. in the middle? Mm-hmm. Oh. But now they've opened it up, opened which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm grateful for that weight room because it beats driving to St. Helena, which would be the closest location for a gym weight room. Oh, and they've definitely expanded with the cardio center upstairs oh, that did yeah, not yeah. exist when I was in college. We had the, there was the rock wall. Oh, yes. So that was there, and that's been in place for a while, which I think is great for mm-hmm. Do you ever use students? the rock wall? Oh, no. Oh. Never. <laughs> never? Never in your life? No. So you mean you've lived here your entire life and you've never climbed that rock wall? Yeah, that's wow. correct. Maybe you got to do that. Maybe, Maybe that's your, you know what? like, step outside your comfort zone yes. and try something new this year. Yes, <laughs> I goal. think so. So just, um, I actually started out as a business major, and I was a business oh. major for five quarters, and I didn't think I could get through the finance part of the <laughs> the math part of business. Yes. So I was like, okay, what other options could I explore? What other degree could I pursue? And exercise science just seemed to fit. I was interested in it. It's a life skill. You can use it for the duration of your life. You don't yeah. necessarily have to have a degree in it, but yeah. for me, that's what If you're going to get a degree worked. and you don't really know, it's like, might as well yeah. do something you enjoy. Yes. Yeah. So I feel that. So the kind of topic that we wanted to talk with you about on this episode is just health and wellness in general and not only because of your you know the brief history that you just gave us about you clearly you have a degree in you know that kind of field so you you know a thing or two but I also just knowing you for those of you who don't know Deanna she works in the alumni and advancement office and I am a student worker there so we've like built a friendship over Mm -hmm. the last few years and just knowing you it's very clear how much like health and wellness and just you know like it's a big part of your life and you're very knowledgeable about a lot of those things so aside from your degree or even with your degree how did you become knowledgeable on these things besides obviously taking classes in college and just I did a lot of research and I Mm -hmm. read a lot of magazines at the time that was more popular than the internet. Yeah. I mean, the internet's come a long way since yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 2000 to 2004. <laughs> yes. Um, so, and we didn't have social media, you know. Documentaries weren't as amazing as they are now. Mm-hmm. So, um, in 2016, I did a program at St. Helena Hospital, a living program called Take 10. Sign up if you're having any kind of health issue or anything and my thing was stress I was I had too many like part-time jobs and it was my thing was stress that's what I wanted to address Mm -hmm. my stress so I wasn't vegan at the time or plant-based I didn't have a I was eating dairy and whatnot and meat so when I checked in they take all your vitals and they take do your blood work and they take your measurements on the first day and then you check in and you live there at the hospital for 10 days and they do different tests on you for, let's say, your like heart rate and like uh, your resting metabolism, 
which would tell you how many calories you burn when you're sleeping, mm -hmm. which is kind of fascinating, actually. Yeah. Since <laughs> so, we're exercising in our yeah. sleep, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what your max heart rate is, so you go, you eat three meals a day, which were prepared for you. They were all plant-based, and they were like 1,500 calories or more, depending on your build and mm -hmm. your goals. So a lot of people, if they, let's say, wanted to reverse their diabetes or their high blood pressure or you name it that is something that they were there to achieve so mm -hmm. at the end of the 10 days you do all your blood work again and your measurements and it's just tells you basically it's proof proof in the pudding your numbers are lower your measurements are lower it's just amazing the difference 10 days of eating a certain way a certain amount of calories and being active because we also did some classes where we went to the pool in Calistoga one day and did some swimming. We had a workout session every day for like 30 minutes with a trainer. We did cardio in addition to weight training. We rode bikes in Calistoga. We yeah. had lectures by Dr. Peters. We had cooking demonstrations. So it was gearing us up to continue this lifestyle after the 10 days. Mm -hmm. So that was in 2016, and ever since then, I have been eating a whole food plant-based slash vegan diet. So, um, yeah, I think I learned a lot in that class, and then I was just like, okay, I'm going to do this. This is, I can do this. I can cook. I can <laughs> adhere to this. And you've been so, vegan ever since, ever and, since. You and you love it, and it's, totally six has been sustainable for you yes absolutely and in your journey like of being of like promoting like health and wellness are there like any book i know you said you got your degree like when internet wasn't really around but are there any like books websites or like videos that have helped you like currently or in the past um in your like journey throughout this health and wellness i um i like documentaries i'm not a huge reader i'm gonna fully admit to that okay. but I love um, <laughs> I love documentaries and podcasts and some documentaries that I have watched and I would recommend if you're flirting with or just curious about making a transition to a whole food plant-based diet or becoming vegan and there are differences so forks over knives which is based on the China study which for those of you who don't know the China study it was they it was based in China, and they went around the country, and they went to poorer parts of the country that didn't have meat in their diets, and they had a lot of rice and vegetables, and they compared that to other areas that had more meat in their diets, and they compared the cancer rate in those areas against each other. Mm -hmm. And the people who were on, had less meat in their diet, had lower cancer rates. Mm -hmm. So, and that's kind of what Take 10 was built off of. Very informative. Um, Game Changers, actually it's called The Game Changers, is one of my favorites, actually. Is that a it's, movie or documentary? It's a documentary, and it talks about, it was produced in 2019. Oh, it's on Netflix. Pretty new. Mm -hmm. And it talks about athletes, and it highlights athletes who are on a plant-based diet and how they are outperforming other athletes that aren't on plant-based diets. Really? Uh-huh. Their recovery rates are better for, like, after a workout. Their muscles recover better. They're faster. Yeah. 
Um, they're stronger, actually. They do feature a bodybuilder in there, or like world's strongest man competition guy who is so strong, I'm just dumbfounded, and he's on a plant-based diet. That's really interesting because I feel like some like there are studies that show that you know like exactly what you're talking about and the numbers show that you know people on plant-based diets are better in those ways but then also when i hear a lot about for example people who are weightlifting or people who are bodybuilding you hear about like oh you need a lot of protein and so a lot of them are eating like protein shakes yeah protein yeah. shakes or like you know chicken like th- like finding it in a lot of plant yeah. based um or not plant-based sorry in a lot of animal products mm-hmm. and so i think like my I guess my question would be do you think that even though you are vegan and you have seen improvements and a lot of, there are other improvements, do you think that it's still possible to have a healthy and like whole diet not being like without being vegan? So eating animal based products? Yes, but I don't know that your num like I don't know that your numbers would be as good mm-hmm. in your blood work. You can eat like animal products and whatnot, but I don't think your blood work's gonna be as good. I don't think your cholesterol's gonna be as low. Your LDL's probably not gonna be as low. That makes sense. There's going to be, your blood work will tell you. Because you can look healthy and you can look fit, and then your blood work might say otherwise. So you swear by veganism? I swear by a whole food plant-based diet. If you want to see results, like good, clean results, yes. And people are like, oh, I can never be vegan because, oh, I miss the cheese. Well, let me tell you about Miyoko's. They have the best, best, hands down, best alternatives and like whole food plant based. Yeah. Good organic cheeses, their butter, I swear by their butter. It's my favorite. Okay, this is anyway. This leads me to another question and kind of transitioning to talk about all this information that you have. How can college students start to make like healthy habits or just continue making them? And I specifically want to focus on PUC. Let's talk about, I guess, at the PUC cafeteria, because I know you eat there a lot. What would be some things like, how can PUC students have a healthy eating habits eating at our cafeteria? And considering that we eat vegetarian here, there aren't there aren't any animal or meat products, at least, here. So, like, what would you say about that? I would say, okay, so let's touch base on the processed mm-hmm. meat substitutes. So that taps into the veganism mm. versus whole food plant-based. Yeah. So whole food plant-based is foods that are as close to their raw form as possible, mm. whereas vegan foods, per se, can be highly processed. Yeah. Oreos are vegan. How good are they? How healthy are those? Yeah. I mean, so you got to... Be wise and just thoughtful about what you're eating and putting into your body. Mm -hmm. So I would probably stick with, if you're going to have the healthiest choices, is sticking to foods that are closest to how they are in their raw form Mm -hmm. versus that impossible Impossible. uh, meat. But what's good, I mean, if you're going to transition from meat to veganism that's a good segue but just if you want to take it further go whole food plant-based and i would stick with the salad bar i would do probably the soup terrine Mm -hmm. and i would do like not the one with the impossible meat in it yeah that's good like the chili 
but there's the lentil one that has lentils have a lot of protein in them mm -hmm. and there's a lot of protein in legumes and beans and there's actually more protein in plants and plant-based items than people realize or they get credit for. Mm. People are like, meat, 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 protein, 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 way, way, way. Do your kids talk about way all the time at the weight room? And I'm just like, <laughs> Matthew would know about that. I don't, I don't take I'm way. Like, I, I take, I, yeah. And I'm like, look. No. <laughs> anyway, teach their own. No, when I'm in season for cross country, I, I tell my teammates, um, avoid eating, like, I mean, I still eat meat, but I tell my teammates, avoid eating beef, like, the day before a race, because it's really heavy. Mm. Um, just eat, like, pasta with, actually, just no meat, just, um, no sodas, drink a lot of water. Um, even th throughout the whole season, I'm telling them just switch over to, like, more natural, what do you call it, supplements. Um, so right now I'm using um, a vegan um, pre-workout and um, protein, powder? protein powder, yes. Ooh, yeah. I, f I forgot the name. I was using Garden of Life, but I've heard that one was bad because it had natural flavors in it. Yeah, natural flavors are interesting. Yeah. I recently learned that. There might be some, like, something, like kidneys something. cells yeah. from human beings and uh -huh. that, but they won't say it. Like, Humans? So, yeah. That's... Uh-huh, and I'm like, that, wow. mm, how is that vegan? I need to do more research. <laughs> yeah. that, oh, but I'm is like, not animal. Right? Well, natural no, we are flavors. Animals, I'm like, uh, could you be more specific? That's so, yeah. So yeah. Interesting. Uh -huh. I guess, like, what I'm kind of getting at here is, like, I want to tell my teammates, like, eat more healthy, but it also, like, we see the prices in the stores. They're really expensive. Um, so is it possible to eat healthy on, a, like, a student budget, but also create, like, still enjoyable meals? Is that possible? Yeah, like, you were obviously a student, ex literally in our shoes, I mean, different time. You were in 2004, so maybe prices were different then, but you obviously went through the college student um, financial state. So yes. how, like, how did you manage that when you were in college? How, what was your, I know you also didn't live, did you live on campus? I did. You did live on campus. So a home was like two miles away. So I would often go to my parents' house and every Friday night we'd host at my parents' house. Some of our friends, my sister and I, friends who were here on college, we'd mm -hmm. have them over and we'd have tacos. Aww. So, so how did you, what was like how did you do like meal stuff meal in college stuff. how did you eat healthier did you eat healthier i didn't eat as healthy then as i do now but i wasn't like a junk food person i stopped drinking soda a long time ago i would recommend like what matthew yeah. said drink water don't drink soda i mean soda yikes there's <laughs> Like Coke can clean rust off of things. I don't know that you want to be putting that in your body. I was, checking, I was checking a Canada Dry like a couple days ago and it had a 62 grams of sugar. I was like, wow. Shoot. <laughs> I'm just going to say, all the, if there are any students listening to this podcast and be like, are you really trying to tell college students not to drink soda, not to eat meat, and not to do this? And I think the, like, everyone, everyone says, like, everything in moderation, right? Yeah. You know, obviously people are going to drink soda. I mean, some people like you, and there was a time in my life where I wasn't. Do you drink soda, Matthew? Um, I try not to, but it's like very rarely I do. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just like a moderation thing too with some of those things. And be like, are you really trying to convince a bunch of college students to stop drinking I'm soda? I'm not trying to convince anyone, but I would encourage people to do your research mm. because, I mean, you have, you're bombarded with information, advertisements, advertising this and that, and I'm just dumbfounded how how much information's out there and what you guys are being bombarded with. 
Yeah. Because I know I got off of social media a long time ago. Like, I haven't had Facebook for well over, probably close to 15 years. Wow. I'm off Instagram for, like, three years. That's, like, almost the whole lifespan of Facebook, (laughs) is it not? (laughs) You had it for, like, a month, and then you're like, nope, I don't see this going out well. I'm done. Um, So, it's just amazing. And I don't, I fast forward through commercials on TV, but for you Mm -hmm. guys, I don't know how you do it. Sometimes I'm just dumbfounded, Mm -hmm. and I, I often feel like, wow, these kids are probably overwhelmed yeah I mean there's already so many things you're dealing with as students with deadlines and classes and whatnot and then you put social media on top of that and trying to stay on top of things Mm -hmm. and I don't I don't even know like how you guys do I'm just we're making it through we're we're a different breed we're a different breed because this has also been like our whole life you know like it's nothing it's not like popped out of the blue like we've grown with it I would suggest unplugging Mm. at times mm. take time away from your cell phone like because turn off your notifications mm. try that for a week because like every time it needs to be even i have a smartwatch, so every time i get a text it buzzes my watch and i'm like ooh, ooh what's happening and sometimes i'm just like just canvas I just, yeah canvas <laughs> your teacher has just graded your assignment and then you're just forced to face the music yeah, yeah. tuition ah. yeah tuition <laughs> because, i don't know just I, but I would recommend unplugging, even if it's for a few hours or a day, mm. or try fasting. I mean, so just see fast. what other... I think we learned about that in Thrive, or what, what else was it called? Um, it's like the freshman religion class. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure we were... There was a day that we were supposed to, like, fast from technology, like, on the weekend. That was an assignment. And, like, we were supposed to do... Is it called forest bathing? I, I, I so. feel like <laughs> that's a really weird term to say. Like, But I think that's yes, what it is, right? Like, going is. in nature. Mm-hmm. So, I guess transitioning to that, we've talked a lot about diet and food and all that kind of stuff. Let's talk about... Let's move to the physical okay, aspect let's. of it. Let's talk about exercise. I guess Matthew and I can speak on this for a little bit. Like, what are some common challenges that college students face when trying to maintain physical I mean you were a college student too so we could definitely pipe in but right off the bat I'll say that you know you were an exercise major so you had your influence there Matthew you're an athlete me I'm just the, the everyday student I'm not involved in sports and I so like working out or exercising is definitely like a you have to go out of your way to do that kind of thing, which can be hard, again, with, like, the classes and the schedules and all these things. Um, but even as an athlete, I don't know, like, do you feel like you have trouble, like, trying to... I think it just, for me, it really depends on the sport because I did play soccer before, and that was really time-consuming. Um, but when I switched to cross-country, it was... I had a little more free time, but it was still, like, stressful because, I st- obviously, I still had classes, and I had to put in a lot of, like, time outside of practice to practice... And I started to hit the weight room, and plus I had to eat healthy, mm. or at least I tried to, <laughs> and it was just a lot. But I think if you create a, like a a plan, it's definitely like it's possible. It's possible. Mm. Like you just have to know what you're gonna do, plan out your days ahead of time. I think that's like the key to like not getting overwhelmed. Mm. I don't know if you can attest to that. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's. And Jenica, you and I have spoken about this. Oh, yeah. Being disciplined. Yeah. And what you just said, like scheduling out your days. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
making a schedule, sticking to it as close as possible. Obviously things come up and you need to make adjustments, but having a scheduled day and just having things planned out like, okay, here I am, Mm -hmm. 6 a.m. Yeah. to whatever yeah weight room you got up you were doing the treadmill yeah, I know that was I was I there was definitely a time junior year um where I was I don't know what what it was but I was just like I'm gonna be on top of my game and I started waking up at 6 30 and then eventually that moved to 5 30 and for at its peak I was waking up at 4 30 consistently for a few months straight and I was um going to bed by like 9 30 and I would wake up and I would go workout and that was too early obviously to work out in um the yeah in the puc gym so i would go to the andre little gym that we have which is a sad excuse for a gym but there's a treadmill there's like a treadmill and a half in there and there's like uh, some dumbbells and you know like we do the best that we have and better than nothing exactly and i can honestly say that during that time in my life i because i had I had to do that intentionally, you know, like I had exactly what you're saying, like schedule it out. And it wasn't just my mornings that I had to schedule out, but since I wanted to go to bed by 9.30, like I had to be very strict about that. And I would say the downside, quote unquote, was that I wasn't getting as much social time in the afternoons. And that was like during intramurals time and everybody would go want to go and watch the basketball intramurals games. And I would maybe go for like, 20 minutes, but then I'd be like, I gotta, I gotta go to bed. I'm waking up at 4.30. And now, uh, after a while, I stopped doing that routine because I was like, oh, it's the last quarter of school. Like, I got, I should need to get as much social time as I can. So I kind of started switching my schedule to be just on everybody else's schedule so I could socialize. And even though I loved that time, I definitely noticed a difference in how I felt overall when I was doing what was best for me versus when I was doing what was best for everybody else so that I could socialize all the time, you know? And so I can see, like, and now I'm, like, really trying to get back into it. I've just recently started my 5.30 mornings again. And, by the way, nobody has to go that extreme. That's just, I'm a morning person, and I'm, like, the earlier the better because then it's, like, I have more time to myself. But it doesn't need to be that much. That's, I get, I think, pretty. But I feel you because I, too, am a morning person. Yes, talked about this. I know. What do you do in the mornings, Deanna? Tell tell the audience. I get up around, my alarm goes off at 5. I pray to God that I can get up and out of bed at that time. But I walk with my mom and sister, sometimes sisters, because we all live in Angwin and we live close enough that we can all get together. So we walk and talk, and then we go back to my parents' house, and we have conversation and prayer. And then I beat feet to the weight room now, because I'm back to the weight room finally. I had a little bit of a break after the world is shutting down. So back to the weight room for the last few months. And I think get home and try to d- and just get ready for my day and get to work eventually. So, but it's a great. I mean, I feel like my mornings are busy because there's yeah. a lot going on, mm-hmm. and coming to the weight room has. I used to have free time then where I'd have longer conversation and mm-hmm. with my parents and sisters and just time in the morning with them. But it's worth it yeah. because, yeah. Because you feel better overall. Yeah, and it's an investment in yourself. And yeah. like That's exercise. That's a great way to word it, an investment in yourself. It is. Exercise and diet, like whole food, plant-based, It to me it's preventative medicine. Mm, and fair. with the cost of health care and insurance and co-pays and if you need surgery, that's another large expense. Mm. I mean, why not? Yeah. 
So, Matthew, what are your? Oh, sorry, I was gonna say, oh, no, what are your mornings like? Because I know you wake up pretty early. Yes, um, you. I've seen you there at the weight room. Yeah. I'm not a morning Put person. On. I just <laughs> tend to take like morning shifts at the weight room or cardio center um, mm. if nobody wants them. But during cross, Thank you. yeah, <laughs> during the cross country season, um, it was definitely hard, but it was a sacrifice I was willing to make for my team and myself. Um, but that's like another thing I was trying to get at is if you're if you're trying to prioritize your mental health. You're gonna have to make sacrifices, whether it's, um, like Jenica said, um, not having like a lot of social time and having to go to bed early. You're gonna have to make those sacrifices to, to improve yourself. You can't just say, oh, I'm gonna do this and then not put any action into it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just important. Like if you're gonna go for something, make sure you put in the actions because or if not, like I said, it's, it's not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, you gotta be You're just gonna keep telling yourself every day that yeah. you're gonna do it, but you're not. Okay, so maybe there is a student out there who really does not have the time, the energy, the capability to wake up early in the morning or work out for an hour at night, go to the weight room, whatever. What are some ways, easy ways, where um, that students or just anybody in general can incorporate physical activity into their day? Um, And I'll start with an example. Sometimes, I have my car on campus, but sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to use it for, because first of all, I'm, gas is expensive, and there's, no, <laughs> and there's no parking on campus, so let's walk across campus everywhere. I need to go to the library, I need to go across campus to this class, I need to go to the market, let's walk everywhere. And that's one way I think, it's like, that's probably the easiest, so maybe, sorry if I stole one of your guys' answers, but I feel like, you know, you get more steps and you realize, and like, you probably walk at least at least a mile throughout the whole day. So that's a tip that I would give that I try to incorporate when I don't work out. How about you, Deanna? Oh, yeah, I was going to say this campus is amazing. Mm-hmm. There's Because Andre's on one side, and you got a class here in Shanshan over here, mm-hmm. so you got a beat feet. you got 10 minutes between class. You might need to stop at the calf on the way. And if you have a big water bottle, put that in your backpack. That's a workout add in itself. Weight. Like, add some weight. <laughs> and... If you want a real challenge, you start at the bottom here of the steps down by the main road and walk all the way up Uh, to Clark. That will get your heart going. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what I used to do. I just remember as a college student just, like, hustling between classes. Ten minutes. Oh, my goodness. i got to get across campus. But, yeah, walking. And walk faster. (laughs) I mean, that's an easy thing. On purpose, leave the dorm late for class so you're forced to really (laughs) hustle to get there on time. Or if you live up in McReynolds, that is a killer incline. Maybe just make it a mission. If you, even if you don't, decide to go visit a friend that lives there and take the stairs. (laughs) And then, oh, also we have our the back, the back 40s, they call it. But if you haven't been into the forest yet and you've been here for almost four years or just even almost a year, I would highly recommend it. There's easy trails. There's harder trails. You don't have to get that far in to do forest bathing. Yes. If you're afraid you're going to get lost, find a friend that has been out there and knows the way. We also have maps here in our office, and I think you can find them online. And the trails are marked now. So I would recommend that. And it's quiet out there. I mean, you'll come across some people. Yeah. It's beautiful. So since we've used that term twice now, Mm -hmm. can you define it for me, forest bathing? What exactly is that? Just being out in nature, spending time out in nature. And since we're in the forest, 
forest bathing specifically, there's different, there's stuff out in those woods in the air that it helps you with your just mood and overall, I don't even know um, specifically, but look it up. But it is beneficial. Someone told us that they did a, a study once. They had people do some forest bathing and come back to work in the corporate world and they're anxiety and stress levels were lower throughout mm. like for an ex- for a longer period of time than those people who hadn't done forest, forest bathing. Interesting. So it has its benefits and if you want to know more I talked to Amy Wyrick up there in the biology department. She oh, is has, amazing. She oh, she knows so much. Yeah. So much. I know Matthew, I saw I was watching we're going to give her a little shout out Manny's YouTube oh, channel yeah. vlogging and jogging and I yeah. saw the one that you were in where you went on a vlog on a jog with her. Where did you guys go cuz it did look like you were in so, the forest? Is it back 40 or Um it was near the back 40 but it's they call it the fireside road or oh the fire trail the fire trail i think so like it's where the, the fire, fire station the is yeah uh-huh. yeah um it's it's honestly just like a road that just leads to a dead end mm. or because it leads to like private property but it's from here or like at least from um newton to there it's like four miles so I, it's a good like little path if you want to go on you know and it's not it's not like going actually into the forest it's just like a a road you could just stay on the side but it's honestly a, a great way just to get a quick um walk in there's lots of options here on campus for just walk if you're just to walk the campus alone the forest we have the track mm-hmm. we have the cardio center we have the weight room we have the rock wall we have the gym itself intramurals awesome way we have the fields we have multiple fields we have baseball courts we have tennis courts i feel like there's probably an option for For you you if you are not interested in one thing but are interested in another oh and we have the trails in the back for mountain biking go visit the cows oh yeah that is like actually so therapeutic and like their all their food is right there they're gonna eat it anyways just pick it up and you could feed some cows it's it's so peaceful so cute and especially now that the sun is starting to go down lower so it's not Late. dark when at dinner time you know maybe like after dinner like go for a little walks walk up there you know like just walk around campus I do feel especially as it starts to get warmer that that's going to be something I'd like to do more in the evenings is just do like I don't know even around the track just walking around because it just it smells good outside during springtime. It feels good, and I feel like you sleep better when you do some kind of like stretching or like light walking at night or something like that. So another the last thing we wanted to talk about and ask you about for some helpful tips right now. I don't know if you've known, but it just seems like over the last like month or two, everybody has been getting sick. There's been some weird bug going around or colds or just allergy season. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I know especially last quarter, it seemed like there were so many weeks where people were missing from class because they were sick. So how can college students, people in general, but we're talking about college students, stay healthy when a bug is going around campus? What tips would you give? for that well i think you guys have classes now online correct or an option to at least Mm -hmm. an online option which we didn't have when i was going to college so kudos to you guys so i would say if you are not feeling well 
do everyone else a favor and stay in your dorm. Yeah. Like, out of respect for other people's health and wellness, Mm -hmm. stay away from them. Mm -hmm. Keep your germs to yourself. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of weird about germs, so if people have a cough or a sniffle, I'll be like, hey, how are you feeling? (laughs) You can go home. Uh I've definitely heard (laughs) you say that to me. You're like, Jenica, you can have to be in the office today <laughs> well yeah because if you can do the work and yeah. plus I want everyone to feel well if you're not feeling well I know what it's like to be sick mm-hmm. not fun mm-hmm. so if you can get things done I just want people to be well mm-hmm. for me personally I do supplements vitamin d c zinc I have other supplements that I take as well. I do. Pills. My mom makes me oh. take garlic pills. Oh. Echinacea, yeah. golden seal. Yes. Um, <laughs> my dad swears by emergency, but I don't love emergency because oh, it has so much sugar. Yeah, sugar mm. I'm like, uh, isn't this counter? <laughs> kind of um, I do. I use essential oils like peppermint. Mm. That's one of my things. I use grapefruit extract Mm -hmm. that I mix with usually orange juice or tangerines juice because it's pretty potent and do that like three times a day if I feel something coming on. Cold calm is something I use if I feel like I'm coming down with a cold Mm -hmm. and it's just I tend to lean toward the more natural remedies yeah versus cold medicine just masking that would mask the symptoms versus actually letting your body heal and I feel like also rest is best Mm. when you're sick get as much rest as possible and in general rest is so beneficial Mm -hmm. to your overall health I was in the weight room the other I don't know a couple weeks ago and I heard a kid say to another guy in there oh man I haven't slept I haven't even gone to bed and I was like how is he alive like how is he functioning It's like he'll probably benefit more from sleep than he Uh will from an hour of exercising. I was like, good to know. I can't remember the last time I stayed up all night. It's a regular for college students, I feel like. How many hours of sleep do you get a night, Matthew, on average? Because I know that there was, you were doing volleyball, and so you were up late and er, up early. So, Um, well, last quarter, it was probably like five, six hours, Mm. sometimes eight. That was rare. And, you know, like, I think that's, again, a truth for most college students. It's helpful, like, if you have, I think, later classes. And so if you're going to bed late. Later in the morning? Yeah, meaning, like, so, yeah, exactly. So if you're going to bed late, you don't have to feel pressured to wake up as early. um, Because I don't, I think the problem is that it's just hard for people to go to bed early. You know, you can wake up whenever. If you have an 8 a.m., you'll wake up for it. If you have a work at 6, like, you'll get up for it. But it's like when you go to sleep that is the hard part so I think it's hard to tell people to like go to bed early too and like skip out on things because that is a hard thing to do like I said when I was going to bed at 9 30 like I was sacrificing social time well I think with the sleep like there's no shame for me I'm like there's no shame in going to bed early people would make fun of me and I'm just like whatever mm-hmm. and You and I have different personalities where I'm more, I'm not as social Mm -hmm. as you. So for me, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'd rather be home and go to bed early than up with so-and-so or whoever, you know, like, okay, yes, I'll opt for homebody. Honestly, I still go to sleep at 12. It's so hard. Or like 11. Because I just just can't sleep early. even, Even in high school or like junior high, I couldn't sleep early. I don't know why. Do you sleep in late? Even on the weekends? Yeah, I do. I wake up at like one or two. Yeah. Have you heard of this thing called, uh, I don't, 
know the exact term, but it's called like revenge staying up late. That's definitely not the right term, but it's this concept that a lot of students, um, high school students, college students, like just anybody, will stay up late on purpose because the whole day is dedicated to school and to work and like things that you know aren't necessarily their own personal interests. So you end up staying up late because you feel like that time at night is the only time you have to yourself. So it's like if you're sleeping, then you know, you're going to wake up in the morning and all of a sudden your day is somebody else's again. But at night, it's like, well, now that it, I have like hours at night to watch TV or read yeah. or like hang out with my friends and do what I want to do, like live my life. And so I think that is something that's a big reason why a lot of students go to bed late, even if they can have the time to go to bed early. It's like, you know, you don't want to because then you're going to wake up and it's all going to happen all it, over again. Is it FOMO, fear of missing out? I think it's a little bit of FOMO, yeah. It's like just that whole concept. But we've talked talk about all these different tips and we'll close out with this. Why is physical wellness important for college students, people in general, but especially college students? It's part of the puzzle because there's many facets of well-being and physical well-being definitely plays into everything. Mm -hmm. Mental, physical. Yeah, and learning all day. Yes. You need to have the capacity. Mm -hmm. Why? I mean, some people have other outlets, but I would say exercise is a great outlet. Mm Mm-hmm. Just, it's an investment, again, an investment in yourself. These are our, we're young, you know, like these are our years to like set up habits for ourselves and like set our future selves up for success. So we got to do the best we can. Wouldn't you say so? I definitely agree. You definitely agree. Well, Deanna, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today and share some insight with us. And I hope that everybody listening feels the same kind of um, inspiration. Like this is possible. College students can achieve this. And I want to achieve this to be my best self, right? Yeah. So thank you so much for talking with us today. We really enjoyed it. Thank you for the opportunity. I hope you guys are thinking, oh, this old lady with her crazy talk about (laughs) (laughs) veganism and old food plant-based, but just research and look into it because you might be surprised at what you find. And this might be something that could work for you. Well, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Adios. Adios.